from digitiki.com. Another visit here at the Quiet Village. I am your host, Digitiki, coming to you direct from digitiki.com, broadcasting from deep within the heart of the Quiet Village out to you. And I have a wonderful show. I hope you guys enjoyed that last show. Um, Got a great show coming for you visiting a little bit later via satellite, because we're still in coronavirus lockdown, is the... um, the Tiki Delight himself from from uh, from the band The Tiki Delights, the one, the only Darren Long, who's going to pay a visit with us once more to the Quiet Village in a little bit. And I don't have my Mai Tai with me, so this is one of the rare ones where I don't have a Mai Tai. I've got ibuprofen. <laughs> I broke my toe the other day. So I'm sitting here um, with tons of time because I can't really move. I'm not saying that because I'm looking for sympathy. It's just one of, it's just another thing in this 2020 uh, lockdown. So um, yeah, it's been a hell of a year. Uh, but I've got some great music. In fact, I have really wonderful piece of music or album that that came my way from Bo Axelson. Actually, I believe his son Adam Axelson. I believe he's his son who also has performed music with him all the way from Sweden sent me a copy of their 2005 CD Bo Axelson and his orchestra Tiki Twilight, and this is a wonderful album. I knew nothing about. I knew Bo Axelson from the um, from the EP, which I believe is from all the way from '96, maybe '95. Uh, you can find it on Spotify and streaming services. Um, it's a great cover too. The artwork is, you know, an Asian woman with fire in front of her, and it's it's a it's a cool album. He combines a lot of Latin music, and I had no idea that this album existed. And Adam Axelson sent it to me in the mail, and I was absolutely floored. And I even carved me a little tiki to go with it, and it is great. And the packaging for this album is fantastic. Um, so I'm going to start off by playing this album because it is really in high rotation at the Quiet Village right now. So here's one of my favorites, Bo Axelson from his album Tiki Twilight from 2005. This is their rendition of Bahia right here on the Quiet Village. Thank you. 
song there mark denny from a lesser known album of his later on in his career enchanted 
Isle. Now, he has another famous one called Enchanted Sea. This one's called Enchanted Isle, and that is a tune called Friendly Island. And to the best of my knowledge, that album has not been released digitally anywhere yet. And the tune that made me want to play Martin Denny, of course, right before that, was a tune called Curibita Curibita Train, I don't know how you say that, uh, by Ixta Wele from Sweden from their album Call of the Tropics. And that one was very reminiscent of Martin Denny, um, Martin Denny tune there. And kicking off that set, Bahia by Bo Axelson and his orchestra from their 2005 album Tiki Twilight. And I want to give a big, big mahalo out to uh, Adam Axelson for sending me that CD. I absolutely love it. So thank you, Adam. I'm pretty sure you're listening. I think he's listening. But anyway, those tunes right there, two from Sweden at the top, and then um, Martin Denny, one of the classics. So let's move on with some more tunes right here on The Quiet Village. Thank you. 
All right, something a little new, but most of that set was classic, classic. I wanted to get back to some of the classics. So starting that set was a tune called Moana, not Moana from the movie. It was a classic Hawaiian tune called Moana by Al Kialoha Perry from the album Hula Island Favorites. And his voice might have sounded familiar. He it was a big part of Hawaii Calls. So he's on a lot of the Hawaii Calls records. He's got his own albums out, usually produced by Webley Edwards for Hawaii Calls. And he was on the radio show all the time. So great, great classic Hawaiian sound there. And then we move into one of my favorites, Arthur Lyman with Sim Sim. Very exotic. Lots of bird calls. Love that. think that's from the album taboo if i'm not mistaken so then we go from the album taboo to the song taboo by ferrante and teicher two piano players from america's uh, mid-century easy listening um, fame they did an album called pianos in paradise with that track so it's a real exotic dueling piano version of taboo i really like that and then that last tune was a brand new tune by our guest on the show today, Bally Safari Remix by the Tiki Delights, and I'm going to interview the head Tiki Delight himself on the show again, Darren Long from Nashville, and he's here via satellite because we're still in COVID lockdown. So let's welcome our guest, Darren Long. All right, I am here with Darren Long, who is the the head Tiki at the Tiki Delights, I guess you'd say. <laughs> I'll take that, yeah. Welcome, Darren, and your new album, which I absolutely love this, because I had it in my car, and I kept playing it all the time, and right before the interview, I was looking for it, and I thought, oh my God, I can't find the album. Where is it? Of course, it was out in my car. (laughs) (laughs) It is It is Lounging with the Tiki Delights, which is a cool title, and it's the follow-up to Meet the Tiki Delights. And Swank. And Swank, that's right, Swank. Um, yeah, Swank was pretty much all lounge type stuff. And then um, this one isn't completely all lounge. There's a couple of exotica type tunes on there, but I just like the idea of the lounging thing, especially during this COVID period where more people that are at home and the, the whole idea of like the happy hour thing and just kind of kicking back. The guys on the cover, the artwork, they're inside their little place with their hi-fi and their little bar and everything. So it seemed like a good idea to to have a little bit of escapism right now. Yes, definitely. Very much so. And and the cover artwork, again, by Eric October. And it's yeah. really cool. I do I do like it. It's got the one, looks like one Tiki's mixing drinks and the three of them are lounging with their cocktails it's very cool i like it yeah it was a lot of fun eric and i have been working together since 2013 i guess Uh on all the album covers and he does my book covers too and i usually come up with the concept and i'll just describe what i'm seeing and then he does a sketch and then i wanted i I sent him pictures actually of like mid-century modern furniture and Mm-hmm. Wanted to get that vibe, you know, the hi-fi stereo, like the one that that's in the picture looks a lot like the one my, I remember my aunt and uncle had in California when I was a kid, hi-fi with like purple fabric on it or something. It, was, <laughs> it seemed like it was the coolest thing, you know. Yeah, my grandparents, 
my grandparents had this Westinghouse big console record player with tubes in it. You know, it had to warm up and it was it looked like it was right out of the Jetsons and I remember there was uh they gave it away. They gave it to like Goodwill or something and Oh, I wish I had that thing. It was just yeah, those gorgeous. Things, they made those things like pieces of furniture. I mean, they were they were awesome. They were, TVs yeah. and stereos were designed like furniture, not like an, elect- an electronic device. So, yeah, yeah, yeah they were really neat. Just, yeah, just gorgeous wood finish and everything. Yeah. Very cool, and you know, just beautiful to look at. And of course now. If you want one, they're a small fortune to get, but oh, a reproduction or no? Like if you I find just, a real one, it's you know, yeah, they're just well, worth you know, a small this, fortune. I don't know what it's like where you guys are, but in Nashville we have a bazillion flea markets and antique malls, and a lot of times you can find that stuff. Do you guys, including you know, do you guys have yeah. that giant? Isn't like the world's longest flea market? Is that going your area? Well, that's kind of it's. It's kind of that that runs from sort of like central Kentucky down, maybe into Tennessee. I, I, yeah. I we've been on part of it one time, one year. We just kind of accidentally <laughs> found ourselves on it <laughs> one weekend when we were up that way. But yeah, yeah, I haven't heard about that for a long time. But there's a lot of flea markets and um, little antique places all over the place. And you mm-hmm. go in there and you just get lost in these huge. So it was like they took over an old warehouse or something, and uh-huh. it's just. And there's a lot of mid-century modern kind of furniture, and it's it's not overly priced, but mm-hmm. and it, it's the original stuff, you know. And sometimes yeah. you can find we we found a few things like that, like a vintage dresser or a, one of those mid-century modern tables, kind of like the Danish tables. Uh huh. So we've anyway, we kind of veered off the track, but <laughs> that's. <laughs> That's kind of what I had in mind was the guys lounging in their little tiki room. And I've heard from a lot of people who have great tiki bars around the country. And everybody says, yeah, we're hunkering down in the tiki bar, you know. And and uh, so that was kind of the theme. And to get some new music in here, there's two new songs on the on the CD. And then there's some remixes of previous tunes and also two songs that, we're only like in the old days, what we would say were, were like singles, mm-hmm. <laughs> like 45s. Mm-hmm. They never were put on a CD before. So mm-hmm. it, it came together fairly, fairly quickly, considering we had to take about a six month, maybe not quite six months off from getting into the recording studios because everybody just shut down because mm-hmm. of the virus thing. And once I was able to get back in to my two studios, then we kind of got to work, you know. It moved along pretty quick after that. Well, that was one of my questions. So you actually finished this up during this pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, how how hard was it to go into the studio with all the stuff going on? Well, you know, it was funny. Um, one of the studios is run by my friend Dan Serafini, who's one of the Tiki Delights. I consider him a Tiki Delight. Mm-hmm. He's the jazz guy. He... Um, I couldn't get into his studio for quite a while. In fact, when we started to work together again, he said, he said, oh, we can work on something. He said, but just for now, I don't think you should come to the studio. 
And I thought, well, okay, here's a good example of how we're going to use technology. Yeah. I've heard other people, people talk about this. So I recorded, you know, work tape and cinema chord chart, and you know all about that stuff because you're a musician. <laughs> and emailed it to him, an MP3 and a chord chart, and told him what I wanted. And he just started working on the song, and then he would email back a rough mix and say, what do you think of this? I said, that's good. Let's, you know, make the bass do this. Or... And so we actually did the song The Whole World the Bossa Nova, mm-hmm. new Bossa Nova tune that starts off the CD. That was pretty much all done remotely, except for the vocal. When it came time to the vocal, he was willing to let me come into the studio because I wasn't going to be able to record the the, uh, the vocal here at my house. Yeah. So he, he said, well, just we'll wear masks and we'll distance and we'll sanitize everything and you can come in and cut the vocal. So that's what we did. But basically that whole song was done at his studio without me being there. Now my other buddy, John, uh, who has the studio too, is one of the Tiki Delights. I was able to get back into his place after about four months. We were actually, did all the recording of the new song, Nani Wahini, at his studio. mixing and mastering and stuff at his studio too so pretty much the three of us knocked that out and I, I wouldn't have been able to do it if they hadn't opened up their studios and I know it's, that's an issue in other places that still can't get into some studios yeah. it's fascinating to see how people are, are making it work so to speak I do want to ask you so you've got um, I want to ask you about the two remixes which are really cool you know the I mean, I've done a couple of episodes on the show where I've, you know, featured some kind of remixy exotica and, uh, uh-huh. and lounge, and I personally like it. I know it's one of those things some people like, some don't, but I really like it, and I was really excited to to see the the two um, Bally Safari remix and um, Midnight Sandy Samba remix, which were on the Meet the Tiki Delights album, but the, the remixes are very, very cool. How'd you come about uh, just with the idea to do it, or did you get somebody to remix it? Well, originally, um, I'd heard, uh, you know, our friend Tiki Brian, who has his own show. Yeah. Uh, podcast and radio show. He had done some um, Exotica remixes that he used on his shows before. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was a pretty neat idea, you know, to have kind of this background music and it's got the drums in it. And I, I was thought it was kind of catchy. And then, and on the flip side, in the pop side and all that, of course, I've been listening to some of the Elvis remixes that they did. Oh, yeah. Uh, of some of his stuff. And I really thought that was really cool how they added drums and rearranged the song and extended it. And I thought it was a neat concept, but at first I was going to farm it off to Tiki Brian. That was the original idea. Mm-hmm. But he, he, he couldn't take it on because he was just too swamped with his day job and, mm-hmm. and his show. 
And I thought, well, you know what? I under- I kind of know what the elements of this are. How about John and I? Let's just John and I do it. So that's what we did. We just approached it like, okay, we got to find some cool drum tracks. We got to chop, you know, cut and paste the song around, change mm-hmm. it from the original version, change the introduction, make it longer, add it, add some cool percussion and drums in there, and we just had a ball with it, really. And I was really happy with the way it came out. It is kind of a hybrid kind of thing, but we wanted to have some fun and kind of revisit some other songs. And the, the Sandy Samba originally on the first CD was a little more exotica. It had the flutes on it mm-hmm. and the clarinet. And it was kind of a full production. I heard an early version of it, early take of it, that sounded more like a jazz song, more like a lounge song with just keyboards and vibes and little combo feel. And I thought, you know, that would make a great, just a nice little stripped down lounge song. And so we just, we did a remix totally on that first version and just kind of made it a little more mellow. And Well, they came out really good. I like it. It's, it's, you know, you, you can kind of twist some things around and, you know, make something old, something new again. And I, I really dig that. And uh, you are the vocalist on two of these tunes, right? Yes, sir. All right. Very cool. I, I really... I, yeah, I'm sim- guilty. <laughs> Simply Be Mine is great. That is like an old school uh, ballad. Simply be mine It's that easy Simply be mine Don't ever leave me Why? Yeah, I really was really trying to pay homage to Sinatra and Nat King Cole and all the great crooners. uh, As a songwriter, I love you know, the great American standards, and Just be I've yourself. dabbled in that vein before. I wrote it quite a few years ago, but we recorded it two or three years ago, mm-hmm. and um, it's just something I always wanted to do, and it, it has kind of an introductory verse, it's like an old-fashioned kind of standard thing, like with Stardust or something, where yeah. you know, it suddenly segues into the regular part of the melody. And uh, I just wanted that small combo feel. I got to say, I'm not bragging or anything, but <laughs> the, best, the best compliment I got on that was my wife had forgotten about that song, I guess, until I was when I put it on the CD because it was just it was just digitally released for several years on iTunes and all that. And so she played it for the first time in her car. She, I was talking to her on the phone. She said, "You know, I really, really like that Frank Sinatra cover song you did." And I said, "What Frank Sinatra cover song?" She goes, you know that one about Simply Be Mine? And I said, that's my song. <laughs> and I, I thought, that's the best compliment a songwriter and a singer could get. Simply be mine. 
simply be mine. This is it's a nice EP. I mean, it's it's a it's it's great to just put on and listen. You know, you don't have to skip around. It is lounging with the tiki delights. Everybody, go out there and get it. Is it is it on streaming services too, or is it only CD? Well, for a while, I just had it at my website, uh-huh. uh, DarrenLong.com, for physical copies. In fact, that's the only place you can get a real physical CD, mm-hmm. which a lot of baby boomers, which I'm part of, still um, they still really like to have the uh, the CD. I almost said vinyl. I haven't gotten that far yet, but <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so I put the, put that out for a little while, and it's just recently just went up on um, all the digital platform as you would say. Yeah. So it should be available on iTunes and Amazon and Spotify. Been doing pretty good with streaming and stuff. If you can get on some Spotify um, playlists and that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's been pretty good. I've been getting some CD baby money every month, you know, which is nice. Yeah, yeah. That's It's always nice when you get that little email saying, Yeah. We've deposited blah, blah, blah. <clears throat> like, wow. <laughs> can't hurt you know and i just turn around put it back into the recording studio yeah and all that stuff so and like you were saying this uh, we think of these in the old days as an ep six songs mm-hmm. so what swank had eight songs but that's kind of the rule of thumb i think people's attention span and most people are streaming and downloading anyway so mm-hmm. it they don't really listen to it as an album but it also for on on the musician side of it it, it allows us to get a CD out faster by only having six songs to deal with. Yeah, yeah, And then definitely. I'm already, I'm actually working on the next CD already in the studio, which will be another six songs. Oh, great. So it'll be, it'll be kind of like bookends. So uh, I think it's a win-win situation. You can get the CD out pretty quick. and um, Absolutely. I think the days, the days of having a CD with 12 to 15 songs on it, is, they're gone because people just don't, have that attention span anymore you know i i i agree i mean i i now live online and you know i still buy songs and or cds but i i have so many playlists on spotify i live on spotify and you're you're absolutely right and i've actually found some artists um not tiki or exotic artists but some you know synth artists or remix artists they don't even put out albums. It's just single, 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 single. When you look at their yeah. catalog, and uh, you know, yeah, occasionally there's, wrong with that. there's one that I really like named Chicane. He's out of uh, he's out of England. He's really big. He's got he's full albums, but then he's also got singles that are kind of EPs, where it's like one song, and then he has four or five different DJs remix it, mm. and uh, just all these different versions of it, and it's kind of cool. I mean, I like. I like going through those too, but um Yeah, I mean there's room for, for everything out there and I I got a friend in San Francisco, she's a great pianist and she's like, Darren, I don't play CDs anymore. I've got <laughs> I can play one in my car or my mom's boom box, which is like fifty years old. Yeah. And I said, Well, I'm sending you a C D whether you like it or not, cause <laughs> right. I want you to see the the artwork and you know, the credits and things. Yeah. You can't do that you can't really do that on the digital platform they can see the artwork i think but but i do want to go go on to your your book 
I had only read part of it the last time I interviewed you for it, and I, I read the rest of it, and I finally found out what the term Omni Hut meant and uh, where it got the name, which was really cool. So you um, you live in Nashville proper, right? We do. We um, we live in what's considered South Nashville. We live very close to uh, Interstate 24, which runs down kind of east, southeast. And so when we would go to the Omni Hut, it was literally just hop on the freeway, and it's like a 15, 20, 20 minutes maybe yeah. to get down there. So it wasn't – we used to talk to people. We'd say, oh, no, that's so far away. You know, It's like, it's not far away. <laughs> it's like <laughs> 20 minutes. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's – yeah, that's cool. So you – and you're also – for those of you who may not have heard the other interviews, so you, you – um, Darren wrote a book about the Omni Hut, which sadly closed, and it just looked like such a cool place. And yeah, um, you know, it, it's actually been two years this week that it that it closed. Uh, and you know, I, I I understand they they couldn't serve cocktails, but people could bring their own booze and then just mix with the 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 juice cocktail they would give you, right? Yeah, or you could actually what uh, George Walls, the son, he would just he would bring in his own mai tai mix, like in a big orange juice mm-hmm. jug, you know, bring in a jug of mai tais, <laughs> and it was a lot of fun. It was almost like you were breaking the law or something. But yeah, <laughs> it was totally totally legal. Well, but, that's uh, there's a funny follow up to that that I just I've been in touch, keep in touch with the family. Polly held on to the restaurant she she's leasing gonna lease it out to somebody for like a fine dining restaurant so mm-hmm. all the tiki stuff had to go most of the tiki stuff and the furniture was sold off anyway mm-hmm. a year or so ago but there's a restaurant going to take over apparently and i'm kind of curious to see what happens to it but she's retaining the ownership of the place and it's still tough to get over with even though it's been two years but Restaurants, as you know, when the COVID thing hit, restaurants were the first thing to really suffer big time. Oh, my. Yeah. She was having trouble keeping her restaurant running with just getting good help and yeah, keeping up with the pace of things. And then she would have had to suffer through, through all that, too. A lot of restaurants back here and in California, from what I've heard, just decided to close for good. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was, uh, it's, I'm still amazed that there are some that are still open. I mean, a lot of them have found the, the takeout route, right? but there are some that are still shuttered and they're not, there's no closed sign like going out of business or anything, which is, which is odd. I don't know how they can do it, but more power to them. I hope they can hold out. Yeah. I mean, it's always a tough business, the restaurant business. Yeah. So now the music business in in uh, in Nashville that that's a music town is how has the has the virus affected that very much I mean it must have affected live venues but yeah yeah I mean uh, Lower Broadway is the big tourist area and I used to work down there I worked for thirteen years at the Ernest Tubb Record Shop down there mm-hmm. um, it was it's always been a really hot spot and it's close to the stadium where the Titans play, the Tennessee Titans football team. And mm-hmm. The Symphony Hall is down there, the Country Music Hall of Fame. It's all within a few block area. 
it was thriving. There's a lot of local bars and lots of country music being played all the time. That all just closed down when the virus hit. Mm. So all those musicians were out of work. And But there wasn't much we could do because being self-employed, you know, we couldn't really get unemployment. And there were some programs that came about eventually from like the Musicians Union here. Mm-hmm. Uh, little grants and things you could get and if you applied for them. And I didn't do any of that because I started back to work. I started working at a grocery store Yeah, pretty pretty quick because I didn't have time to mess around and <laughs> figure out what I was going to do. When my jobs for I, singing for seniors, seniors were hit pretty hard too, along mm-hmm. with restaurants. Those The independent living, assisted living places yeah. closed up tight tight right away so I just I had one show in March and then it's like everything else was canceled mm. so I had to move pretty quick I couldn't just f- file for unemployment and even that was a chore because my wife filed for unemployment it took seven weeks oh man for, for her to get some money so we were living off my job and her sewing projects and things so we got through it but it was kind of a rough and I thought well of all the careers I pick, it would be a musician, you know, one of the ones that got hit hardest. <laughs> I should have been a lawyer, you know? Who knows? Or a doctor, then you'd have more work than you could handle, right? <laughs> right yeah, now. yeah, yeah. We, we've actually got down a couple of houses down, there's a, a couple that he's a, he's an intern and she's a nurse. And mm-hmm. it's like, literally, they're never home. Mm-hmm. They're just working all the time. Well, Darren, it was good talking to you. I'm going to let you go because I don't want to stay on too long. And um, we're going to move well, into yeah. Yeah, we're going to go move ahead. into playing some of your tunes here at the end. Thank you, and I appreciate the um, chance to be on the show again, and appreciate the kind remarks about the. I love we'll your songwriting. For you. Oh, good. Well, I love your songwriting, <laughs> and uh, you know, it's uh, you keep it up. I mean, you're doing great stuff, and. You know, it's always it's a lot of fun. You know, it's a lot of fun. I have, I've got a, a lot of material. It's, it's nice to be able to go to have exotica instrumental stuff and then switch back into lounge tunes. Yeah. More jet, more jazzy stuff. I'm kind of excited on the next CD. I'm going to do my first spy fi type song. No, I'm, I'm finally getting into like the James Bond spy vibe type. Cool. That's awesome. Kind of that's, so that's awesome. That's been fun. And all right, Darren, Darren Long, and you can find his music at Darren with two R's, right? Right. DarrenLong.com. Yeah, and you, all my creative outputs on there, the my album cover clocks and the CDs and the books. And the album cover clocks, which I absolutely love. I have my Dean Martin one. Um, on my ma- on my mantle in my living room. I love that one. Love <laughs> Still it. works, right? <laughs> oh, gosh, yeah. All I got to do is put a new battery in it, you know? Every, every what, year, I guess? I don't know. They seem to last forever, but, yeah, I just put a new battery in it not long ago. Thanks for joining us at the Quiet Village. Uh, uh, aloha. Aloha to you, too, and I really appreciate it, Mark. Big thank you to Darren Long for coming on the show once again. Always enjoy talking to him. And one of these days I have to get to Nashville. I would like to see that city. Um, One of my favorite jazz pianists is there, uh, B.G. Adair, and I'd love to see her play. I think she she still performs there or 
did before all this COVID stuff. So my my ibuprofen is worn off. So that means we've come to the end of another show here at the Quiet Village. I uh, want to remind you that you can visit The Quiet Village at any time by going to digitiki.com where you can get a complete rundown of all the tunes played on this and all past episodes as well as play past episodes. And you can also stream Quiet Village Radio, Tiki Music 24-7. And it can also be um, heard through TuneIn and Utoons, and there's several other apps and websites that are carrying Quiet Village Radio. I know Alexa does it as well. So I am going to um, I'm going to leave you with a tune from Lounging with the Tiki Delights, and it's a real nice, casual, loungy tune. Um, Nani Wahini, Darren Long's original composition from Lounging with the Tiki Delights. Until next time, everyone, just remember... When you go to bed tonight, make sure you left the world just a little bit better than when you found it when you woke up this morning. And don't just say aloha, live aloha, and be safe. Until next time, everyone, aloha.